Okay, I can't. I was holding my breath for some reason, and I don't even know why I did that. Just pass out. <laughs> just, Megan just starts doing the podcast episode anyways. Um, Kara. Megan. This story. Hey, guys, this is the Witch's Magic Murder oh. Mystery Podcast. Anyways, this story. I'm, and I'm Megan, and <laughs> yeah, she's Kara. Kara. Yeah, 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 Whatever. Yeah. Happy. Hope you had a great Tuesday weekend. Here we are. Here we are. Um, oh, my God. This uh-huh. story. It's one of these that I randomly ran across, and I kept saving it, and then finally I was like, you know what? I'm doing it. I'm doing I'm it doing now. It. Here we go. Um, oh, wait. Do we have anything? <laughs> do we have anything that everybody needs to know? I don't. I mean, I think. I think we're good. Yeah. Okay. On March 15th, mm-hmm. 2008, okay. a couple driving down a New Mexico highway okay. spotted a body lying on the side of the road about 100 miles east of Albuquerque. No. When the state police arrived, they discovered 55-year-old Thomas Hickman... Mm-hmm. Dead from a single gunshot wound to the back of the head. No. I need you to make sure you don't read on okay. this. Okay, there's, I, won't. I won't. It's just very important. Very important to not read. Okay, I'm looking down. I'm looking at my hands. Okay, don't I'm ready. you look ahead. Don't you Eyes read. Eyes on your own work. I'm whatever. mute and blind. <laughs> I won't be mute. I can't do that. You'd be like Robert Durst. I'm mute. They were able to identify Thomas by the license plate on his Jeep Grand Cherokee Laredo, which was parked nearby. Okay. I was going to ask where it was. <laughs> In addition to the gunshot, Thomas's mouth had been duct taped shut, <laughs> and the medical examiner later confirmed that his cause of death was that gunshot, and they had been fired at close range. <laughs> Investigators said it was looking like an execution. Well, yeah. Thomas was known as a gentle giant. He was six and a half feet tall and 260 pounds. Okay. Which is interesting because he hadn't been bound at all. Just his mouth? And there were no signs of a struggle. It didn't appear that he had resisted the attack. So Thomas had been married for 30 years and he had one adult son. People seemed to like him at work. He'd been the West Texas director of operations for Red Lobster. He'd worked for Red Lobster for 32 years. My gosh. He was also well-liked in the community where he lived, Richland, Texas. Mm. He didn't seem to have any enemies and no obvious involvement in any kind of activities that would, like, result in this kind of murder. It's not like he was a drug dealer or into gambling or, yeah. Well, I guess he worked his way up, right? Because now he's, like, the regional director. So, basically, Thomas appeared to be a stable family man. Mm Mm-hmm. So Thomas had last been seen at a business meeting on December 13th, which was two days earlier. Right. And he had been reporting missing later that same day when he had failed to check in to a hotel that night for a meeting. Oh. So police began their investigation. They initially looked into the couple that had spotted the body and called 911. They just had to rule them out. Right. Yeah, yeah. They also looked into a manager that Thomas had scheduled a meeting with because Thomas had planned to fire that manager. Oh, no. So police thought that if the manager knew this, maybe it gave them a motive. Yeah. But they ruled that person out because the manager was nowhere near New Mexico at the time of the shooting. Oh, okay. When they searched Thomas's car, police found his wallet and credit cards, and the only fingerprints in the car belonged to him. Hmm. So they left the wallet, the credit cards, and the car, which so it doesn't seem like it was a robbery. Right. When they dug into Thomas's bank and credit card accounts, they saw that he had made a purchase at a gas station in Sweetwater, Texas, just a few hours before he disappeared. Hmm. So they went there to check the security camera right. footage, which miraculously worked. There, 
Well, I'm wait, what? That that's the biggest part of this whole story. Uh, story's over, guys. They checked the security camera and it worked. And it was there. They saw him. They saw some things. In wow. the footage, they saw Thomas and they also saw another couple in the store at the same time. So they started working on identifying that couple. Okay. While all of that is going on, they also found in his bank records that Thomas was about sixty thousand dollars in debt. Ouch. They also learned that he had a life insurance policy that would pay Three hundred and eighty-eight thousand, or double that if his death was accidental. Oh gosh. Okay. On March twentieth, five days after Thomas was found dead, police interviewed Lisa and Matthew, and Matthew was the son. Lisa is his wife, so okay. Thomas is wife and son. That's when they learned that Lisa had been diagnosed with multiple sclerosis mm. five years earlier, mm. and this disease had taken a toll on the family physically, right. emotionally, financially. and financially. Yeah, yeah. So that's sixty thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Now you kind of understand it. It's not yeah. like he's blowing money. Yeah, he's not got a drug problem. He's not getting right. Money, right. Again, nothing obvious that mm-hmm. would make him the victim of an execution-style yeah. murder. Detectives searched his home and found letters written to Lisa and Matthew with instructions detailing what they should do if he died. Like how to handle debt and what to do with the money they would receive from his life insurance policy. His letter to Matthew said that he would always watch over him. Obviously, this made investigators wonder if Thomas had been contemplating suicide. Right. But he was shot once from close range. In the back of the head. In the back of the head. Yeah, that's... So, like, could both things be true? Was he contemplating suicide, but then he was murdered? Right. Another thing they found when they searched the home... Thomas had a workbench out in the garage, and there were metal filings there. Okay. When detectives found those, they took them because they actually did have something to compare those to, and it changed the entire investigation. What? So here's what I didn't tell you yet. Okay. Police had found a Smith & Wesson revolver tethered to several white helium balloons tangled up in a cactus about 10 yards, 9 meters for you non-Americans, from where they had found Thomas's body. What? The gun's grip and trigger guard had been removed, and its serial number had been filed off. The filings from Thomas's workbench were a near-perfect match to shavings from the gun found at the crime scene. A search of his laptop showed that a month before his death, Thomas had visited a store that sold helium balloons. His laptop also showed that he had been researching lift capacity of balloons. What? Okay, so this is 2008 that this happened. Uh-huh. In October of 2003, five years earlier, the CSI, the TV show, mm-hmm. had an episode about a man who tried to disguise his suicide as a homicide by tying a gun to helium balloons and pulling the trigger so that afterward, the gun would simply float away. Oh. We're not saying it's a copycat of the TV show, New Mexico State Police Lieutenant Rick Anglada said. We have no way to know if he actually saw the episode. However... The lead agent kept hearing from people that there was a similar case from CSI, Hmm. so that detective rented the show and took notes. They determined that Thomas had walked into a field, tied helium balloons to a gun, covered his mouth with duct tape, and shot himself in the back of the head. They have no way of knowing if Thomas ever saw that episode, like I said, or if he simply came up with the idea himself Mm -hmm. in order to help his family because the difference between homicide and suicide would determine the payout, Mm -hmm. right? Right. So because his death was officially ruled a suicide, the life insurance policy did not pay out the full amount. Yeah. Captain Shane Arthur, um, Arthur, retired crime scene investigator for the New Mexico State Police, suspects that Thomas didn't notice the cactus near where he shot himself or possibly he just assumed the balloons would carry the gun 
like much higher it, yeah. and farther away. And if it weren't for that cactus, Thomas Hickman's death would have ended up as an unsolved homicide. Wow. I think it's incredibly sad. Yeah. Like, because it was a month before his death that he was, he was researching. About doing that, yeah. And so at some point, he reached a point where he's like, we're $60,000 in mm-hmm. debt. My wife is only going to get sicker. Mm-hmm. The only way, like, I have to do this Financially to save. freedom. Yeah. Wow. For them. Wow. So he sacrificed himself, basically. Oh, for my them. gosh. Isn't that just... Like, you, we would be doing an episode on an unsolved mystery if we... If it wasn't for that cactus. Wow. Yeah. Also, I just... Like, I know of another local murder case, or... I don't know that it's a murder case. Um, <laughs> another local case. Another local case where someone was shot in the back of the head, and it was considered suicide. But others are like, no, it's definitely a homicide. Like, how do you shoot yourself in the back of the... I mean, I guess it's possible... I don't understand how, it. Like, I also I don't know how there wouldn't have been gunshot residue. On his hands and stuff, yeah. No idea. Unless they just were like, oh, suicide, we're not testing his hands. Or if there was some sort of mechanism. Yeah. I don't know. Because mm-hmm. didn't it say that the something was like... Like the trigger and the safety and all that was off. off. Yeah. yeah. So it's all... I don't know enough about guns. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was just wild. That is insane. That's your all's little mystery. Wow, guys. It's, not, it's a solved mystery, but it's yeah. a little mystery story for the week. Yes. Um, I thought while we had you guys here, we'd go ahead and do some <laughs> shout outs to our Patreon. It's going to be great. So none of these names are hard that, at all. What's the first last name? Hodgson. Hodgson. Okay. These are the Body of a Goddess level subscribers, the new ones since the last time we did some shout outs. So the Body of a Goddess level has, as one of its perks, you... Get your little shout out on the show. So, yep. hey guys, hey. Tara Hodgson, Erica M., Brooksy Flynn, Amy McQueen, and Debbie K. Hello, lovelies. Thank you all so much. Yes. Um, and as we've mentioned a few times, we are adding some new perks to the Patreon yeah, starting yeah. next year. They may not actually start until February, but we'll announce them in January. Yes. So, we're excited and we'll keep you guys posted as we get those ready. I'm so excited. Thank you all so much yeah. for listening. You all are amazing. Goodbye. Goodbye.